0: Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Rawson Marshall Thurber, from dodgeball to becoming Dwayne Johnson's director of choice with Red Notice. Hey guys, Josh Horowitz here with another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused and a new guest on the podcast, Mr. Rawson Marshall Thurber. He is, as I mentioned, a director that's become, in recent years, kind of the go-to guy for the biggest box office star on the planet, The Rock, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson. Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, and now Red Notice, his last three films. This one also stars, by the way, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. So you know he's operating in a ginormous movie star realm, and it's been a fascinating journey for Rawson, from Dodgeball, Mysteries of Pittsburgh, where the Millers, and now, as I said, this kind of run with with Dwayne, and getting earning the trust of the biggest star on the planet, no small feat, and also, by the way, making films that are original. Yes, they're homages to the films that he grew up with, that I grew up with in the 80s and 90s, but it's original IP, and that that that's credit should be due, Mr. Rawson Thurber, for not only Um, creating these things and helping to create these things, but also writing or co-writing these projects. So um, fun to talk to Rawson, who definitely, as you'll hear from this conversation, speaks my language, probably speaks your language, grew up with all the right films, has all the right reference points, is just a good dude, and uh, clearly gets along with everybody in the business if he's working with the likes of Dwayne and Gal and Ryan. Uh, Red Notice is going to be in theaters. November 5th, but it's also going to be on Netflix for the the world to see on November 12th. And this is very much a callback to the Oceans movies, to Thomas Crown Affair, to these action adventure movies of the 80s and 90s. And if you want to see movie stars being charming and double crossing each other and just having fun in big scale action set pieces... This is the movie for you. I'm sure it's going to do gangbusters business through the holiday season. So happy for Rawson and all involved. And as I said, um, this is a fun conversation. This is a guy that grew up with the movies that I loved. We talk Bull Durham, his comfort movie. Great pick there. We talk comic book movies, his dream project, a Marvel property that he's dying to do. We'll see if that comes to fruition at some point. All in all, just an easy chat, an easy listen. I know you guys are going to dig this one. Other things to mention, let's see. Well, there is a new Game Night episode up on the Patreon page. Very happy this one came together. You know, sometimes on Game Night, I bring together folks that know each other, have long histories together. This time, I brought together three young actresses that I had never met, and you never know what's going to happen with with performers that have never met, have no history together. Um, we all got along like gangbusters again, and this was so fun. Rachel Zegler, soon to be seen in West Side Story. Kat McNamara, who, of course, you know from the Arrowverse and The Stand and Shadowhunters. She's been on previous a previous Game Night episode. And Madeline Klein, known to audiences, Netflix audiences on Outer Banks. She's going to be in the new Knives Out sequel. Um, these guys are the future. They are young and vibrant and talented and so charming, and they were just awesome on this episode of Game Night. So if you're intrigued, go over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. And remember, you can watch video episodes of the podcast there, other kind of bonus features. I did a little tour of my office the other day. We try to keep it interesting over there. Um, Also worth mentioning video episodes of the podcast, including this episode with Rawson, Edgar Wright from last week. I want to give a shout out to Edgar because Last Night in Soho opens this week in theaters and it's really a great movie. I'm always a fan of Edgar's and this is a change of pace for his, for him, rather. And, um... You Know the less you, you know going in, the better. But just know that it's it features Thomas and McKenzie and Andy Taylor Joy and Matt Smith, and it has twists and turns. And it's kind of has maybe a little bit of time travel ish kind of things going on mystery, horror, thriller, all the good stuff. So that's my pick of the week for you in theaters. What else can I tease? Oh, something good coming up. Had a chat with Kristen Stewart. Yes, my old buddy Kristen Stewart. So happy for her. She has delivered an amazing performance, guys, in Spencer. Of course, this is the film from Pablo Lorraine that tells the story of Princess Diana. Not like a biopic in a traditional sense, but more of the Jackie treatment. A very specific, finite period of time. Very much a subjective piece of art. Um, that's just stellar, and I know it's going to last through the award season. And I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an Oscar prognosticator. I don't consider myself well versed in that stuff necessarily. But if I were putting my, my 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 money on anything, rather, I'd put it on Kristen Stewart right now. And uh, had a chance to have a deep dive kind of conversation with her for MTV. That is coming next week. I'll put it up on my socials, Joshua Horowitz Horowitz on on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. I'm losing my ability to speak, clearly. Um, Anything else to mention? I don't know. There's always stuff cooking. Oh! um, Some Sam Hewen stuff cooking. Did I announce that officially? We shot something with Sam Hewen. Yeah. So that's coming very soon. You're gonna like it. It's funny. It's silly. It's big. It's weird. Um, More to come on that soon. Okay. Let's get to the main event. Rawson Marshall Thurber, again, he is the writer, director of such films as Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, way back when, Dodgeball, and now the big holiday event film that is Red Notice, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, doesn't get any bigger than this. Here's me and Rawson. It is my pleasure to welcome the first Rawson we've ever had on Happy, Sad, Confused. (laughs) Thanks for the time today, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're uh you're welcome uh, happy to be here
0: so did you ever consider now is there another Rawson thurber what's with the three names like are you uh
1: well uh the the three names uh well my father's name is marshall um okay. and so uh and my name uh, my actual first name is marshall but i've always gone by Rawson, Got and it. uh it's my great uncle on my on my father's side which is my mother likes to tell it uh, who's known as being one of the nut, uh, the nicest men, the kindest men in the Northeast kingdom. So it's a family name. And uh, yeah, he got by Ross and Thurber a lot. And then uh, and then when I became a super fancy director, I, I thought I might as well ride the horse in the direction it's going. Yeah, just, just keep make, adding make names. Yeah, it's either like so a or? director or like a Supreme Court justice, you know, just wanted to fit <laughs> in at all the polo matches.
0: You got to use what you got. Um, I was saying to you before <laughs> when, when you hopped on, I, I, it's kind of surprising we haven't crossed paths. Um, we have some mutual friends. I was literally just talking two days ago when your name came up with Ben Schwartz. Oh, and,
1: The greatest of all time. And How I was you know say ben?
0: I, I've known Ben for many years through a mutual friend. And um, yeah, he's the best. Uh, yes. Hopefully he's not listening to this. Uh, and I was saying, I think Ronald's going to be on the show. And he was like, oh, you're going to you're going to love him. I think you guys just saw a movie <laughs> together. So he's like, just Dude, we did. to geek out with.
1: Oh, he's the greatest. So,
0: uh, was, was oh, well, he, was ben, he, Yeah, go ahead.
1: Ben and yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, ben and I uh, yeah, we gosh, we've known each other for a long, long time. Uh, he actually went to Union College, which is uh, where I went to school in upstate yeah. New York, a tiny school uh, in Schenectady, New York we went at different times. I graduated in the, in the 1900s and he graduated uh, after that. Um, but yeah, I love, he and I have been trying to work together forever. I made a TV show uh, called Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. Uh, it was two seasons on YouTube and, um, and I'm very, very proud of the show. And I convinced, uh, tricked probably a better way of saying it, uh, Ben into, into, uh, uh, doing a cameo, uh, in the show, uh, with Ryan and he just, you know, came in and nailed it. Yeah. Um, and, and we've been friends ever since. And, um, and actually, while I was making uh, my, my my last movie, uh, Red Notice, uh, Ben and I started to send each other Marco Polos, um, and and I don't do that with anybody else. It's just Ben and myself. Like I don't have like a group of people. It's just me and Ben, and, uh, and it was a really fun sort of um, uh, video diary of the experience of making the movie, um, and uh, and he and I ha- were cooking up something else. We have this idea. He's got this great idea for a for a half hour show, and and. Uh, We'll see if we can convince somebody to let us go make it. So um,
0: we'll we'll get to red notice in a second, but let's start sure. like like in terms of you know it's the trajectory of your career, like most directors, knowing follows a linear normal path. But like you know, obviously, dodgeball is the is the film that started it all for you. When you mm-hmm. were when when that film came, did you have an eye on the kind of movies you're making now? I mean, you're you're in this very <laughs> rarefied, interesting, story, <laughs> giant budget star vehicle original yeah. properties yeah I know you love like 80s 90s stuff but like was this yeah. in your, even in your head like where in a no movie,
1: I I don't think when I was first starting out um I, I guess I I was just trying to uh make a movie that 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 I wanted to see that's you know as simple as that sounds uh with dodgeball um and uh, and I wrote something that I thought that made me laugh um you know I've always been a sports fan and kind of a comedy geek and and just sort of I wanted to put those two things together, and that was that was basically dodgeball. It was my love letter to, you know, revenge the nerds and hoosiers, uh, more or less, you know, um, and uh, island of misfit toys, scrappy underdog story, and, uh, and and you know when you're first when you're first starting out, like you're you know you're mostly just trying to not get fired, which is mostly what I was doing, um, you know, but I'd written the script and I and I knew why it worked and 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 uh, and how it worked, uh, but no, I never really thought about. Where I was going after that, um, but I've I've always loved sort of big, uh, big crowd pleasing entertainment pieces. I you know I'm a, as you've mentioned I'm a I grew up on '80s and '90s cinema uh, you know I'm uh, you know or movies is probably a better way of saying it, and uh, you know I'm I'm born in San Francisco, raised in in Northern California, and and so the Spielberg Lucas you know world is kind of you know that's my world. I'm not alone in that, um, and so I've I've always liked that kind of storytelling um and so and that's kind of uh, what's what's guided me i think you can't if you're writing especially writing and directing i don't think you can try to um be something that you're not uh right and and uh and it took me a little while to kind of um kind of accept that and accept that um that that the stuff that i like to make um you know uh, is is sort of crowd pleasing entertainment and uh, and, uh, and and the bread notice is certainly unabashedly that uh, as yeah. well, we can talk about some other time
0: well no it's interesting too i mean you you do some s- several aspects of your career and the kind of movies you're making set you apart from the, the the pack like you write a lot of your own stuff which is not a lot of the a lot of the blockbuster directors don't necessarily get that writing credit so that speaks volumes and i'm sure it's something you take a lot of pride in and I as do. much as the as as much as these films are inspired by films of your youth, they're original, their original IP, which, mm-hmm. you, I mean, these are again, two things that maybe you don't get enough credit for, but like to look Thanks, at Josh. the stuff that you've been doing with with Dwayne in the last few years, um, you know, yeah. that, that, that is unusual. Talk to me a little bit about how important th- those two aspects are to you, to the kind of work you're doing now. I,
1: I, I, first of all, I just wanna say thank you for even asking that question. Thank you for even noticing uh, that. Um, yeah you know when you talk about original ideas um with budgets of you know over a hundred million dollars um, written by one one person and directed by that same person, um, the list of 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 people who do that is very, very, very small um, and you know i like yeah, very, very small. like I'm not sure there are three people on that list sure. <laughs> um i'm not kidding like i think that's it so uh you and most know, of them are I... like eight
0: eight writers on generally any right.
1: blockbuster for <laughs> sure for sure but so like if you look at like you know uh, if you look at like writer director for at that with original ip over 100 million dollars it's you know it's sincerely i think it's like three <laughs> or five so you know at least i'm in the top five <laughs> hey on the list um but uh but yeah it's it's um I've always, I've always, uh, I take the writing very seriously. It's something that, um, you know, I I could always write from a, from a pretty young age and, um, I guess I never really separated, um, separated the two. It was never, I never, it never occurred to me to write, to write a story and hand it to somebody else, um, or to take somebody else's story and try to direct it. Uh, I just, I think I would be lost. Um, I, I, don't, I, I think I, I wouldn't know where to put the camera if you handed me a script that I didn't write. Um, and, and, uh, and so the process for me, and I'm not alone in this for, for writer directors, um, I start directing from Fade In, from that first, first line. Um, and I'm learning what, what the movie is, what the story is, what the tone is as I'm writing uh, those scenes and sequences and pages and scripts. Um, and so by the time I'm shooting it, I've directed it in my head so many times that it's, it's oftentimes, it's about trying to, um, communicate that as much as best you can to the people who are helping you and try and trying to capture that. And and sometimes you can't get it. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you do, Uh, Uh, and oftentimes it becomes this other thing once you bring in actors who have a different perspective or bring something you hadn't thought of and it's um yeah it's it's really it can be really fun it can also be really challenging because sometimes you're like ah, this is not anything like I thought it would be and it can be very frustrating uh and and oftentimes it's it it's better um than than what you thought if you're if you're a little patient with it
0: the, the last I think it's the last three films have been collaborations with Dwayne Johnson the yeah. biggest movie star human being on the planet physically by um, weight just, by, by weight, weight yeah. by,
1: every, <laughs> by, every volume, by yeah exactly <laughs>
0: um you know he's another one I've had I've had the great pleasure of of. Uh, Knowing over many years, I, I feel like I have the distinction of having the, like the one project with Dwayne that never got off the ground. He was producing a talk show for me.
1: <laughs> oh no! What happened? What'd you do wrong, Josh? What'd you do wrong?
0: I know. How do I drive a Dwayne Johnson project into the ground? It's a no longer story. No, You're but the he's, the no, no. he's the best. He's the best. I love him, and yeah, I yeah. know I know what he demands of others, and I mm-hmm. know you know hardest workers in the room. You know, never mm-hmm. giving up, um, turning over an idea in every way possible demanding excellence, talk to me about like, is that something, like, how did you guys click in the first place? Did it happen very quickly on Central Intelligence or what happened?
1: Yeah, it was, it was really, it was, I mean, you could ask him, but my, my you know, what he thinks, because he's probably that fucking guy. But, um, uh, no, but it, we were, uh, we became fast friends, um, really from Central Intelligence. It was not, Central Intelligence was not originally written for Dwayne uh, or anybody like Dwayne. I mean, um, the original uh, script was written by uh, Ike Barinholtz and David Stassen, who were incredibly talented, funny guys. And um, it was, I think, their first spec that they wrote. It was a great script. And uh, but the, the original joke was that it was about this this guy who was sort of a, a loser in high school, um, and uh, and then came back to the reunion and was actually you know a CIA spy or assassin, and he was sort of you know. Uh, heavyset dude, right? So it was sort of fat Jason Bourne was the joke, right? Like you would never yeah. expect this guy to be great. And, and that was a good joke and all that. But when Dwayne, I think Dwayne saw my movie before that, he saw a movie I made called Rib Millers and he thought it was super funny and um, and he wanted to do action comedy. And uh, and he liked this idea. And then for me, when when I thought, oh my God, this this is so much better, right? Like the idea that a kid who was picked on and bullied in high school um, you know, would transform himself into right. into the rock, right? Into this this physical armor. But so he looks totally different. But on the inside, he has the same insecurities he always had. And, and it was just such a, a better way in. Um, and and uh, and so so it started from there. But but as it relates to Dwayne, uh, he, you know, the thing that I love most about him is that, and you know this from working with him, is that he takes the work very seriously um, but he doesn't take himself seriously. Um, and so he's the first guy to laugh at himself. He's the first guy to, to make fun of himself. Um, and, and that just opens up, you know, opens it up for everybody else. So, um, so three movies in a row, um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun, uh, every single time. And it's been great to kind of, um, expand the palette every single time. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a pleasure. I, th- I, I think I'm all set, though. I think I'm all done with Dwayne. I think he's done okay. with me. We're never going to work.
0: <laughs> well, he's going to be emperor of the known universe soon, so he's not going to have time <laughs> to make,
1: he's going to be president gonna, and you know, just
0: becoming the grand, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'll, I'll you know, look, I'd, I'd wash that guy's car if he asked me to. I'm, I'm a big, big fan, big fan.
0: So, um... I'm glad you say all of them have been fun productions because Red Notice, which is this just like glorious kind of like star vehicle. And I, I'm a sucker for like, just like movie stars being movie stars, right? Sure. And it's like, and especially like nowadays where like we keep talking about like, oh, it's not about movie stars anymore. It's about, and the concepts are great. And this is a great concept, yeah. don't get me wrong. But like, there's there's something about seeing three ginormous movie stars share a screen. Yeah. Um, you've got Ryan Reynolds, you've got Gal Gadot um, and Dwayne. But you're making this in some very interesting circumstances, and this is obviously not a new conversation. A lot of folks yeah. had to deal with this, but you're making this global spectacle. Yeah. In the middle of like the hell year. Yeah. Talk to me about how malleable you have. Like, how did you, in a nutshell, in yeah. three hours, how did you yeah. make this movie in these? Circumstances?
1: Yeah. Hi, Josh. Thanks. Uh... Another smart question. Uh, no shock there. Uh, it was really, really hard. Um, so I'd like to uh, slightly modify my previous uh, statement about all three being fun. This last one was incredibly hard for everybody. Um, and and it, you know, about halfway through shooting, uh, almost smack dab in the middle of our principal photography, that's when the pandemic hit, and we had to we shut down for six months. We were about two weeks away from headed, heading to Italy to shoot a car chase. We scouted it, we'd pre it. We'd had every, you know, we'd, we were ready to shoot. A uh, big sort of fun car chase that kicks off the movie and the plug got pulled, we couldn't go anywhere. Um, and so we retrenched and rethought and, and, uh, and then we, when we came back, we, we ended up not leaving Atlanta. We shot this entire movie on stage or on the back lot at Atlanta Metro Studios uh, except for I think three days after a, a splinter unit that I went I went to Rome to get a couple shots that I just couldn't live without. Right. Um, it was just a skeleton crew uh, there, but um, it was incredibly challenging. And then when we came back, we were we were in an NBA bubble. We were quarantined, um, and so for me, like, and then I so all the crew was staying at one of two hotels, but I had to stay in a separate space. Um, because as, as, as the director, if I were to be if I were to be in contact with somebody who tested positive, I would have to be pulled from the set and we couldn't risk that. So I was essentially in self-isolation for 90 days away from my wife and, and three beautiful children.. Oh my God. Um, in Atlanta, I would get up and, and drive myself to set uh, m- uh, Monday through Saturday, we shot six day weeks, drive home, you know by myself, be at home. Get up and go back again, and and this was it was it was re- no physical contact. Um, it was re- and and at the same time there was an election that was happening. Uh, uh, twenty the twenty twenty uh, election, which was you know as as you know really intense. Um, you know so no physical contact, uh, isolation. Uh, you know the fate of the free world at stake in in, in, <laughs> uh, in the twenty twenty election. You're biggest chill charge- ever. Yep. My biggest film ever, three giant movie stars, hundred plus million dollar film uh, that I thought up in my own brain pan, you know, and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 yeah, it was the closest. Like I, I'm not somebody who um, who struggles with or suffers from anxiety. Uh, thank goodness, uh, I just never never had that um, uh, challenge. But this was as as close as I've ever gotten. It was really tough, really really tough.
0: Yeah, well, you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel any of that. <laughs> um, it's it's amazing given everything you, you described that um, the film turned out how it did and it's not evident on the screen that you shot this and the way you did it. Um, That's great to hear. Can, can we backtrack a little bit just in terms of how this one came to be? Because I remember sure. this is one of those properties that like, again, original concept yeah. clearly inspired, I would guess from, I don't know, Thomas Crown Affair, or Oceans movies, all these kinds yes, of different yes. things, right? Um, do you go out and like? Do you go on the road with uh, with Dwayne and pitch this to all the studios and what? How does that go? I mean, my sure. sense is like this. This was the the hot property for when you put it out on the market, right?
1: Uh, it was. Uh, it was. So so um, we were shooting uh, Skyscraper, which was my movie before this one, which was an idea that I came up with. That I pitched Dwayne while we were in post on Central Intelligence, and then while we were prepping Skyscraper um, I started noodling with this idea for red notice. Um, and part of, you know, part of that, I think is any, any sort of writer or director will tell you, you're always tinkering with something you're always, and it's usually like, because the thing that you're working on, you know, all you're dealing with are problems on the, on the thing that you're trying to make. And, and the right. one that you're kind of messing around, it doesn't have any problems yet. So yep. <laughs> it's always more interesting. The one that you're, you know, so, you, so you're, you know, you just can't quite leave it alone. So I was working on, on, on this idea for, for red notice. And then, um, and then I talked to Bo Flynn, our producer uh, both of Skyscraper and Red Notice. And I said, I think I've got this idea. And I sort of half pitched him and he's like, that's great. I'm in like, let's, let's go. When do we tell Dwayne? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't have it yet. I, we're still making, I like don't have, and he's like, well, I'll tell him, let's tell him tomorrow. I'm like, it's not ready. <laughs> you know? And so eventually, uh, you know, in the fall, I think of 17, I want to say I, I went out with uh, Dwayne and pitched him. Uh, we went out to dinner, and I pitched him the the idea for Red Notice. Um, and uh, we we're all at this fancy steakhouse, and my steak is ice cold because I'm pitching a little hard out. And Dwayne's like eating a steak, and then I get to a certain part in the movie, and in the, in the pitch, and 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 he he breaks into a smile, and he like stands up, he throws his napkin down, and he goes, "I'm in, I'm in, I'm in." And then I just got really drunk after that. <laughs> but, that's, a, that's uh, a good
0: moment. That's a nice. Yeah, moment. It's,
1: a, it's a it's a great moment. So then so then we went and pitched it in. Uh, the, the, I don't know, February of 2018. So the, so, uh, I was in post on skyscraper, went and took it around town. And so what happens is I, I, uh, I go to all the buyers with, uh, both my producing partner, uh, on, on, the, on the, on the movie. Uh, he's got, you know, his, his company and I've got mine and we went out and, and, uh, we go to all the buyers and I basically give an hour pitch, 45 minute pitch, uh, which is, you know, one man show more or less um and uh and so then we went around and we think we 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 pitched at uh, 10 places and then and then we had 10 offers we had 10 uh it was just Dwayne attached the gal was not attached although i i would sp- speak about her in my pitch um you know uh and i would speak about ryan in my pitch Th- those are the, the people oh, that wow. i wanted you had them in yeah i've got a little start. i've got a little book somewhere uh you know with their names written in and i can i'll show you one of these days uh uh, but anyway, so I pitched it, and and then it became a bit of a knife fight uh, for for the for the idea, um, and we ended up selling it uh, in a competitive situation. And um, it, it, it's my understanding that we set the um, the record for the uh, highest uh, pitch sale in the history of Hollywood. I think. Amazing.
0: So can cool. give, me, give get, yeah more more than cool? Give me some context because you know we alluded to the beginning of the career. Like dodgeball is a hell of a start, right? Like it becomes pretty yeah. as I recall maybe you have different memories like uh, kind of an instant cult classic an instantly <laughs> kind of quotable film yeah. which maybe you appreciate even more as the years go by I do um, but and then you, and then you follow it with a film Mysteries of Pittsburgh which yep. has to be like you know a blow it doesn't it doesn't turn brutal. out the way right
1: no so, brutal
0: like were you in, were you in that that like fabled director jail after that like did, what yeah. happened in that in that period
1: yeah, that was so, uh, such so hard. So I, I, I finished dodgeball, and and I and I wanted to do something totally different. And I think, um, and this goes back to me earlier uh, saying, you know, you you just need to. I've learned to be to be okay with the things that I that I love, um, and that and that I'm good at. Uh, and so I love this this little book called The Mysteries of Pittsburgh, which is uh, Michael Chabon's first novel. Uh, Michael Chabon Pulitzer prize winner the coolest by the way if you ever get a chance to talk to him um and and so I you know convinced Michael to option the the novel to me and uh and I adapted it on spec and we went and made it it's a little six and a half million dollar movie and I and the movie I didn't do a good enough job you know the movie's not good enough and um and that's on me and it was gutting I, I poured my heart and soul into it and uh we took it to Sundance, and and I mean, there's uh, there's nothing more painful than to work as hard as you work on these things, and to have the movie not work, and to have the audience just kind of go Meh, like right. that. When,
0: when did you know? Do you know like before it even screens, or did you know like that premiere at Sundance
1: or like no, the rebel in think your I, biggest? No, disappointment, no, 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 but... no. This no. Th- I mean, you learn so much from your yeah. from your from your you know disappointments or misses, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, I, I, I think I, I, I was worried pretty early, um, in, I think in, especially once we got into the, into the edit, uh, and I was like, oh gosh, I've, I, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do this right. I didn't, I I was not good enough. I was not a good enough director. Um, uh, I think the script that I wrote was pretty, was, was good enough, but I don't think I directed it well enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really hard for me. And, and then, um, but you hold out hope, right? You hold out hope that you know maybe it's not quite as, as ungood or bad as as you as you fear, and um, and so you take it. You, you, you maybe the audience will see it and see what I was going for, and they'll give me you know. And it didn't work that way. Yeah. Although there was this one moment at Sundance uh, after we you know premiered at Eccles, you know, uh, uh, you know fifteen hundred people. And Sundance is a giant theater, right? And did you know? I, I was pretty sunk at that point, point. and I was walking out, and um, and there was this, uh, this one, like a ticket taker or something, and she said, hey, are you are you Ross and Thurber, and I said, yeah, she said, you did The Mysteries of Pittsburgh, and I, and I said, yeah, and she said, I loved your movie, uh, and I was just like, oh my god, thank you. I just wanted to, to hug this person. I wish I knew her name because um, you're just so so devastated. Um, so that was really hard, and then yeah. uh, really really hard. Um, and and then at the same time, it was about 2008. The writer strike in, in in town happened, and so everything shut down. Um, but right before it shut down, I took I think four writing jobs um, uh, like stacked together to try to you know keep the lights on. Yep. And so the strike ended, and then I spent the next uh 18 months writing out of out of that hole um i just writing and i'm just writing for for hire not writing for me um and and uh and so then it's 20 i don't know 2011 basically end of 2010 and and then and then when you look at at, at my career at that point i had had a film that came out in 2004 and nothing uh really because mysteries doesn't doesn't work right. and was in four on four screens and it's 20 10 and a half and you're, uh, you're ice cold, right? But back to director jail, the, the good news about being a writer director is, um, is they, you, you don't really end up in director jail because you can write your own get out of jail card, right? Uh, director jail happens when you are a director who needs a script um, and you need somebody to hire you to direct a script. And, and because I'm able to write my own ticket, um, I, I I'm never really in danger of that. Um, I suppose if I, you know, am unable to write a screenplay, I'd be in trouble, or I could be. So, anyways, um, that was that. And then, um, and then New Line uh called me up and they said, "Look, we've got this thing called We're the Millers, um, that we want to make." And and uh, I read the script and I thought the premise was really good and a lot of the jokes were really funny and I kind of knew what I wanted to do with it and and I really really needed to make a movie, um. And so I said, look, this, this tone, this sort of R-rated uh, uh, tone is not really my thing, but I am going to fashion a lethally effective comedy widget out of this. And, uh, and that's what I did to, to get back uh, back in the game. And you, you cast the hell out of it. I mean, with some oh, own thanks. quantities,
0: but also, I mean, that's, I think, when most of us discovered the genius that is Will Poulter, who's mm. going to now be like a giant enormous Marvel superhero. So excited the greatest. for everything he does. He's the, he's the greatest. the greatest, humblest. Oh like my God. Oh my God.
1: The best. And he, um, because I knew him from Son of Rambo, but he was like 10 when right? he did it. And he and he came in and he was like, you know, sprouted. Uh, he was like six, four when he walked in the door. But I didn't know that, that he was British. Like I, he came in and he just, he had a perfect american accent and then he then uh, i was, you know we, we ended the audition he's like right thanks and i was like oh my god what like <laughs> you're british and he's like yeah 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 and um and boy was he just he was just the greatest he's so such such a sweetheart and just stole that whole movie
0: there there's one piece of imdb trivia that stuck out for me that i'd love some mm-hmm. clarification on sure was, was adam driver cast as scottie <laughs> p in that film <laughs>
1: no no adam driver by the way he um He put himself on tape uh, for Scotty P, and he was amazing. Um, He was amazing, (laughs) and and uh, and I was like, "Well, we have to cast this guy." I mean, you've seen him on set. I mean, you've seen he's you know he's Adam Driver, Bow down, but um, but you know he's so funny on Saturday Night Live. Oh my god, yeah, he's obviously an incredibly talented, serious dude, but he's also very, 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 very funny. Um, and uh, and his read for Scotty P was just fantastic and I'm like well yeah we're casting that guy and then uh and then uh the dates couldn't work with uh with girls I think like we couldn't get him um and then the uh uh Sean Anders and John Morris the um the, the original writers who are super talented dudes they're like you know you should look at this guy Mark Young he's really really interesting and then I was like you know as soon as I as soon as I saw Mark's read I was like oh, well you know that's a great choice and he was fantastic
0: I mean, it worked out fantastic but yeah i do want to be yeah. in the alternate universe where
1: I, right to... could you imagine josh could you imagine what a do screen you, do, i mean
0: do you still have the tape you can monetize this Ross. Uh,
1: <laughs> i would never i would never i could never uh i'm sure i could find it but i just would never do it
0: no, yeah, you don't want Kylo Ren coming after you. No, um, no, sir. <laughs> it is kind of shocking, given your resume and your sensibilities, uh, given the world we live in, that we haven't seen the Ross and Michael Thurber comic book movie, just being <laughs> realistic. Like, I mean, it's just what we all yeah. talk about and what's being made. And I know there was talk of Ant-Man. And, the, and mm-hmm. if you believe the reports, that you might have even turned down Ant-Man after Edgar Wright left it.
1: Can you clarify
0: no. what hap- what went down?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's gosh, it's so funny how these things happen. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I, I never uh, never turned it down, and 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 um, and they never officially offered it uh, to me. I think the way these things work is, um, it, it everybody knows what everybody's answer is going to be before anything is right. officially said. So there's never a there there's never a version where it's it, if there's no version of Kevin Feige offering uh, a movie to somebody and not already knowing what the answer is. It just doesn't work. Like Same that.
0: with the casting. Like they go so, in and they sign, they're like, I'm going to do five movies, whether if I get yeah. this part or not. <laughs> like it's just yeah, a, exactly. yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So, so, uh, you know, I had conversations about Ant-Man um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think, um, I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of the, of, of of the Marvel stuff. I haven't been able to keep up on all of it just because I've been making this movie, but, um, yeah, I love what they're doing. There is one particular combination in the Marvel universe that I would, uh, push a small child off of a bridge to get a chance at. Um, but, uh, you know, Wait, is this I the, think I think I, you,
0: you mentioned it some, like it was with Hulk and Wolverine. Was that the, the combo?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. How do you know that? When did I ever mention that? Before? you mentioned it. I do my research. A little Google, it goes a long do. way. This is, this is getting spooky. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought the, uh, the the Wolverine uh, Lindelof run uh, was well, ultimate was, was, uh, was pretty, pretty fantastic.
0: So did, you must've put a feeler out even just to say like, you, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready uh, when they're ready, basically, is what you're uh, telling uh, me. They,
1: they have, they have, they can, they can tweet me. No, uh, they,
0: <laughs> that's they, how these things if, happen. If, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. If they, yeah, if they're, if they're interested in doing that, uh, they have my number. Uh, what what be,
0: is, just to geek yeah. out for a second, what is intriguing yeah. about that combo? Like what's the- like... Oh,
1: well, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously I don't know how deep you want to go, but like a- anybody who knows those characters know, knows that Wolverine was introduced in Hulk. They're inextricably linked, right? So um, you have this um, uh, unstoppable force and a movable object. Um, and I think that in and of itself is really uh, fascinating that they both, uh, they both suffer from the same curse essentially. Right. And they handle it in totally different ways. Um, and I think that is, uh, that in and of itself is incredibly juicy. Um, and, uh, you know, and on and on from there, but certainly I thought, um, uh, I thought, I thought Linda loft had some really, really kind of clever, um, clever touches to that, to that old saw.
0: If you have, have you a chance daydream- to read it, you should have, have you daydreamed you were casting for Wolverine? Obviously he Hughes.
1: yeah, I, well, I mean, well, he, he, he sort of set the bar. Uh, I, you know, I have not let myself do that. And I think, um uh yeah i mean there's certainly every once in a while you go oh let hmm. but you, you i try i try not to just because uh i don't know you end up you end up disappointed you know, typically, but uh, no, I, I've I've not yet, but but um, I'll let you know, Josh. If if my phone rings, I'll I'll okay. I'll send you I'll send you a text.
0: <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. you, you know, I asked you for a comfort movie. I've been reveling mm. in comfort movies the, ever since uh, the world ended in 2020, and we yeah. <laughs> we're ha- hanging by a thread. We need comfort in our lives. Yeah, uh, you chose a great one. I haven't seen it in a number of years. Uh, yeah. maybe the first sports movie in the, on the list. Oh, um, yeah. tell us your tell us your comfort movie and why you selected it, Rossen.
1: Uh. Well, I picked, uh, I picked Bull Durham, uh, written and directed by Ron Shelton. That was his first film. Um, it is my all-time favorite movie. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's the best movie all time. I think there are some others that would have a claim to that, uh, but it's my personal favorite film. Uh, and um, I guess to me, uh, you know back to what I was saying about dodgeball, I've always loved sports and I've always loved sports movies. And I think that Bull Durham um, blends comedy and heart uh, and, and and romance in such a wonderful way. Um, it's got so much depth. It's got great characters, life lessons. You know, I, I think Kevin Costner has never been better than he's been um, as Crash Davis. Uh, Susan Sarandon never more beautiful. Um, Tim Robbins as Ebby Calvin uh just absolutely um, uh, delivering a, a just a, a free and silly. Um, performance and and I think I guess to me like I don't know I guess I just always identified with Crash Davis uh, more than Eddie Calvin um of just like uh you know um someone who has all the you know uh, all all the 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 world weary wisdom and maybe not as much talent as the next guy um, but he works <laughs> hard you know and uh, and I guess yeah. I, I, I identify with that
0: do you remember when you first saw it? Because I mean, we're roughly the same mm-hmm. age and I remember yeah. it being, it's kind, of, it's kind of like an adult sexy movie for like sure. our age. I, yeah. I was yeah. like 12 or 13. You probably were about yeah. the same when yeah. you saw it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's—it's so funny you bring that up. Um, yeah, so for me, it was the first R-rated movie, well, second R-rated movie uh, that I saw in the, in the theater and it was a big deal. Uh, and I had to talk to my mom and I had to, you know, and she said, look, now there's some, you know, there's some real stuff, you know, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. And, and I went. And so there was a little bit of um, a little bit of, of that just sort of personal life nostalgia attached to the movie, but it was a really special moment uh, for me. And in my, in my family growing up, movies had a real importance um, and, and significance. And we would, you know, I mean, some of my earliest memories, uh, like I remember being in the lobby um, in this you know one one screen movie theater in in avon north carolina when uh during the summer when, when my mom took me to see raiders of the lost ark uh and she said now look this movie is incredibly exciting and you're not going to want to go to the bathroom so you better go to the bathroom now and i was like oh my eyes are big as saucers and i the the point of the story is i i peed i went and peed and then i went to the movie but uh but these movies were really important and whenever we would yeah. finish um you know my, my you know finish watching a movie we'd be driving home my mom would always ask me like you know what were, what were your favorite moments or scenes and and i think from an early age i started to think of movies as as moments or scenes and once you start thinking of them that way then and, the, and that they're ordered right that somebody had to create that order or create those scenes and then you start to think about oh somebody wrote that you know yeah. um so, so, anyways, back to Bull Durham. That's that's why. And when I w- went to USC uh, for film school, uh, we had to write. Um, we, had, we had to. Uh, there was a special project where we had to. Um, we had to add a film to to uh, the sort of USC canon, right? Like, uh, you had to pick something that mattered to you, go interview somebody who worked on it, and then you you put that report in this big kind of, you know, a repository of information. And uh, and I picked Bull Durham. And I wrote a letter to Ron Shelton, who was prepping Play It to the Bone. Um, yep. And I wrote a letter to him and he was in prep. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, I quoted the movie and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, it was embarrassing at this point. But, but anyways, Ron responded and he invited me to, to interview him for, you know, half hour. And so I went to his production office. I interviewed him. I asked a bunch of dumb questions. And, and he invited me to set and actually um, Play It to the Bone was the first film set I'd ever wow. stepped foot on. Um, so, uh, big, it, it all, it's all. Yeah,
0: important. no, and he has such a distinctive voice, an authentic voice <clears throat> as a filmmaker, you know, for those that don't know, like he ha- he spent time in the minors inspired in part by, from his yeah. own experiences. Yeah. Um, and it has such a unique kind of human tone to the whole thing. Like, and there are, you talk about a collection of moments. Is there a scene that jumps out as the one that really oh. sticks with you? That's your favorite scene in the film?
1: Oh yeah. yeah uh, yes, of course. Well, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, the, the bus ride where, you know, um, where Crash teaches Ebi, his cliches, you know, good Lord willing, things will work out. You gotta, you know, play them one, one game at a time and all that. And I mean, there's, it's just, it's a treasure trove. Um, but I would say there's basically two scenes in Voldemort for me that really, um, mean the world to me. Uh, and, uh, uh, the first is, um, uh, when, when Crash Davis, uh, he he gets he misses the tag at home plate, and the umpire uh, tells him that the that the that the runner was safe when in fact, uh, Crash believes he tagged him out, and 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 uh, and Crash Davis uh, ends up calling the umpire uh, a word you can't you can't call him, and gets thrown out of the game. But I thought that entire sequence uh, in performance in writing was so beautiful and so free and so vibrant and so funny. Uh, uh, that i I just i just i can't help but smile every time but the one that really sticks with me is when is when ebby calvin gets gets called up to the majors and he goes to find crash davis in sandy grimes's uh a pool hall in his bar to tell him i got i got called up and crash has had a little too much to drink um and he uh and he's a little bit bitter about it and he tells ebby calvin that um you know your arms worth a million bucks and all my limbs put together aren't worth 7 cents a pound um, and uh and that moment of of crash seeing that that he was never going to make it you know he had 20 uh, 21 days in the majors once um but he it didn't matter how much he loved it it didn't matter how smart he was it didn't matter how hard he worked he just didn't his his right arm was not a thunderbolt and uh and and, and to see him have to accept that uh was a, uh, I just always find it really powerful and beautifully performed by both, people yeah, you, and yeah, by everybody. Exactly. It's a great marriage <clears throat>
0: performance, direction, writing, uh, it's just... writing, et cetera. Yeah. It's all there.
1: Good, Jeff great
0: Kiss. pick. Um, and you, you said, and they're, and they're all like at the height of their powers. Like, yeah, it's like Costner's great. Sarandon's the best. Uh, how good so, is Costner? So good. I mean, and you also so believe good. him as an athlete. You like, he's like, he's like, you know, he's, 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 he's a great reason, swing. He's played an athlete so many times. Yeah.
1: yeah I know he can throw the ball and swing a bat. It's great. So um,
0: I know always cruel to look forward, especially as you just probably put the finishing touches on your ginormous (laughs) movie, but um, there's a lot of intrigue and excitement about The Division, which has been around for a while. People have been talking about adapting this for a while. you're the man for the job now, and you got some two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You still have Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain, two of the best oh, members yeah. in this attached.
1: Yeah, unless you know something I don't know. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Jake about an hour ago, and he didn't tell me oh, anything. So, okay. uh, so yeah, yeah, no, Jake and Jessica, and, uh, and we're uh, we're developing the script. It's in it's in really good shape. Uh, we're we're plugging away. We're hoping, 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 hoping to start uh, shooting uh, uh, next year. Um, and it's the, it's the movie I want to make. It's a movie I want to make next. Um, I love the game deeply, deeply, deeply. I play it. Uh, play with three buddies of mine. We play every Tuesday night like a bowling league, and uh, so um, I really enjoy the game. And um, and I think what I love, you know, what I love most about the division is I think um, is that it's. Uh, do you know the game at all? Have you played it at I all? Don't actually know. Uh, I, mean, I did some research. On
0: reading about. It, no, yeah.
1: it's 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 really. Um, Okay, so you know, it asks, uh, uh, I think, at its core, the game and, and, the, and, the, and, and the, hopefully the movie that we make asks a very, very simple question, uh, which is, um, you know, what do we owe each other uh, in a society? What does one person owe to another in a society? And when the, when the chips are down, um, how do you uh, choose to, uh, to live your life? Are you a selfish person or are you a selfless person? Um, and I think those questions are are key to to how the division works, and um, and I'm hopeful that we're going to make uh, an incredibly entertaining, sort of um, inspiring, uplifting, fuck yeah version of the right. movie um and, I, and clearly I think resident gonna, more
0: resonant than ever given what i know about the the premise of the film like yeah. I mean, it takes on some really interesting <laughs> yeah
1: it's it, <laughs> yeah you're order, right yeah. The, the the pandemic part of it is really interesting right because because the division is based you know the, the inciting incident as they as they say is is a is a really lethal pandemic that right. that um causes a lot of trouble um and i and i'm hopeful that uh you know that that the the movie itself is not going to focus necessarily on the pandemic because the game doesn't, it's all post pandemic. It's all Mm -hmm. aftermath. It's okay. So now what, right. now we have a, you know, it's a mid crisis movie essentially. Right. So it's not post-apocalyptic, but it's, there's an opportunity. You have these, these, these division agents and their job is to uh, save what remains. Their job is to um, rescue society from the brink. Um, And, and, uh, and it's up to up to us whether or not that's going to happen. And that's super exciting. I think. Well, you've got two of the best in the business again with Jake ah, and Chastain. They're so good. So good. They're so good. Um,
0: is, is there, speaking of great actors, I mean, you know, you've been spoiled. You've had an embarrassment of riches in Red Notice yeah. alone. Three of the biggest stars on the planet. Yeah. Um, Jake and Chastain coming up. Like, is there an actor that you're dying to
1: to utilize yeah. in the film? Yeah. I mean, there's I have one, one, uh, one bucket list actor that I've always wanted to work with. and That's Tom Cruise. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Tom Cruise fan uh, my whole life. And... Uh, and uh, I haven't haven't been able to uh, to quite figure out what that what that thing would be just yet, but that would be uh, number one for me.
0: Macquarie's hogging all the Mission Impossible. He, he, I he's, mean, he's super be, talented. Yeah. He's
1: I know. Chris I rotate every one. What happened to somebody that? Somebody else you? a chance. I know. I know. <laughs> well, Macquarie, that guy is that guy is about as good as they good as they come. So I understand why Tom's uh, hitched his hitched his wagon to to Chris. Yeah, smart guy. That
0: makes sense as a collaboration. That's if I was oh, going to guess the sure. one that that totally, oh, no, but I'm saying for you, I mean, that, that, oh, that, me. that'd be
1: awesome. Oh, that'd be very thank cool. Thank you. Well, yeah, I would, I'd, I'd jump at the chance.
0: Um, congratulations, man. Ben, ben said yeah. it right. I, I, he said I would enjoy geeking out with you. You're so easy to talk to. We obviously share oh, thanks, a lot of the Josh. same sensibilities, and I'm, I'm so Use thrilled. It. Um, you were able to execute this film as, as, as well as you did, given the
1: circumstances of oh, insane. Thank you. Uh thank I know you. it's
0: getting, it's getting uh, people are going to be able to see it on the big screen as well as Netflix too, which must yeah, mean it, a lot it, to you.
1: Yeah, I was very, very happy when Netflix said they were going to put it in theaters uh, for, you know, uh, the week before it, it, it came onto the platform. Uh, so it comes out uh, in, in select sort of Cinemark, I think, theaters um, on November 5th. And nice. then it comes uh, onto the Netflix platform proper uh, on November 12th. Um, I'm really proud of the movie. Uh, it's it's the best movie I've ever made and I hope people like it. I'm sure they will, man.
0: Congrats on everything. And um, you. yeah, here's to many more conversations, hopefully.
1: I, I hope so, man. It was a real pleasure, Josh. And I have to say, uh, you do your research and it's really, really uh, uh, a joy to talk to somebody who actually puts the work in. So thank you.
0: And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad,
1: Confused,